0: Hey Queen nerds, it's been a week already? How did that happen? Anywho, strap in kids, we're talking Queen. Welcome to Seaside Pod Review. A journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step, or any distance is walking distance if you've got the time. While you're walking, why don't listen to us chat about a random song from one of those diverse bands in rock and roll history.
1: Brand new angle
0: Just kiss,
2: Cavi. I'm not giving you a kiss. So how's it going, Kevin? It's going good, but it's it's very early, Randy. Why 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 are you bothering me so early in the evening? What's going on?
0: Because I got shit to do, Kevin. Not everybody can just loaf around and do podcasts all the time like you.
2: Oh, must suck to be other people, I guess. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, it does, Kevin. <laughs> I have to get up at four o'clock to. It's in the morning. Oh dear! Which is, oh dear! Would be far more typical of me going to bed at that time, <laughs> but uh, I do have to get up at four o'clock, and we're uh, shooting a scene at six thirty, about an hour and a half away from me. So that means an early morning for Randy, and uh, it's not going to be great. I'm really not looking forward to it, if I'm being completely honest with you. Uh, but you know, once I'm there, it'll be fine. It'll be fine, and uh, I should, I should, I should quickly. Uh, just add here just for fun that uh, this is the show called blind adventures and our uh, blind adventure, our blind adventurer, our blind adventurer <laughs> is going to drive a boat. I think it's a Zodiac, one of those kinds of boats and you have to have a license. You have to be permitted. Right. So it's <laughs> As far as I can tell, nowhere does it say that you have to be sighted to get this license because <laughs> our blind adventurer has a license to drive a boat in Saskatchewan. <laughs> I mean, as he, he just got it. He didn't get it before he went blind, He got it after, but it is just a series of questions. So that's all, that's all you got to do to get a boat license
2: in this province. Well, you can, you can be blind and then be one of the, uh, you know, you could be the, the, the pr- premier of the province, Randy. That's a bit of satire for you there, folks. <laughs> You know, Both
0: very, very satirical. Yes, very true. Look at me because our premier is blind, but not in the sighted way, just blind in the sense that he doesn't really know what's going on around him most of the time.
2: I think fuck makes bad decisions, fuck yeah, fuckwits, is the word yeah, yeah,
0: fuckwit's a good, a good term. Yeah.
2: yeah, you could preface it with uh, conservative, fuckwit, you know, you, you could say that as well it'd, if one like. chose to. You know, yeah, not, yeah. not not with trying to split the room on the podcast, Randy, but you know, he is. No, you no,
0: know, we don't offend anybody, but uh.
2: Well yeah, man, that's too bad that you have got you've gotta get up at uh, 4 a.m. because yeah, but I mean it could be worse though, right?
0: Mm-hmm. It could be How? me having to
2: get up at 4 a.m. So Yeah,
0: you know, that would be much, worse. much worse. So yeah,
2: for you. I don't really usually get done scratching my bollocks till about 3 30. So you know, that only gives you a half an hour to sleep then, right? I know. Yeah. No good at all. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Geez <laughs> guys, like at our age, too, like that's that's about the time you're gonna be getting up to pee anyway. So it just be like you're not going back to get, that's I guess.
0: Right. Yeah, I just I just won't I just won't go back to bed. I'll just go to work. <laughs>
2: Um. So, well, what are we? What, what is this, Randy? What, what are we doing? Because we, we sometimes, every two, three, four episodes, I like to remind people why the hell we're here and what we think we're doing. The For t- those t- who haven't listened to- before.
0: Yeah, it seems to have fallen on me to describe this. I guess maybe because, uh, because I do such a piss poor job of it and you're hoping... I'll it makes it me
2: laugh every time.
0: <laughs> but what we're doing here is we're listening to a song uh, and it's randomly generated, some little magical wheel that Kevin found. Uh, and all the songs are by Queen. And once that is done being spun, and we have chosen that song, then we just talk about it relentlessly. It just <laughs> needlessly into details that nobody cares about, I guess, except us, and 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 you, lovely listeners.
2: Yeah, yeah. And last episode, I mean, we were thirty-two minutes in before we even spun the fucking wheel. That's how much churning on we do because we were both a little bit drunk, and you know, and there was a lot of stuff on Twitter, so we had to get through stuff. So you know, that's was few right, minutes before we got to the song, it. Randy.
0: I know. Okay, well, we we'll got to try and tighten that up, boss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, I've also been asked to put together an outtakes compilation because I'd mentioned on either Facebook or Twitter about how, how much trouble you and I had simply reading on the on the last episode, trying to read out Twitter comments. Just didn't go well for either of us.
0: No, it didn't. I think at one point didn't I just completely abandon it and make you do do the yeah. one I was trying to do.
2: <laughs> I think I think it was fuck. Um, you do it. <laughs> it was pretty much exactly what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you
0: read it like three times. Oh, fucking oh. hell. Okay, well, hey. Not tonight, damn it. We're sober like judges or I well, am yeah, at least. how
2: about Yeah, I'm I just cracked one, but I'm I'm sadly, sadly very sober. Yeah. Um, you know, we did we did forget again, and I've got it on my notes now in bold. i put it in bold and capitals that um mm-hmm. we're going to make sure we try and guess what the what the poll's going to be. I was a little bit surprised about this, and I'll be perfectly honest. Um, did you did you get a chance to check out the Twitter?
0: Yes, I had a look at a few of the uh, a few of the tweets, and uh, yeah, yeah,
2: it's good. So good, good tweets. Seventy five point eight percent. I think I'd said, I think I said eighty, or did I? When I because i have messaged you offline, I think I said this anyway. But it's seventy five point eight percent champion and twenty four point two percent bites the dust. Yeah. So you know, a three to one split. There you go. Let's let's read out some. Let's just see if we can read today, Randy. I'll let you. I'll let you take a first sure. run at the first one. So we'll see how we go from there.
0: Sure, sure. So, uh, uh, our pal Justin, Fotheringham says, "Holy fuck! Get ready to spit out the ball wash." Valentines. <laughs> this is my second top favorite Queen studio song ever. For me, nothing else compares to it. Brilliant. And then much clapping afterwards. So uh, yeah.
2: Yeah, man. thanks you. Know, have you ever had Valentines? No, I I oh no, cannot say that I have blended Irish whiskey. It is ball wash. It's fucking rank. (laughs) It's just absolutely (laughs) awful. Same as that was that with the bullshit. The with the the other Jamesons, like oh, 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 do not
0: like Jamesons?
2: Oh God, no, really, awful stuff. No, I so there's like uh, because I work, I do artwork and social media for Twenty First Street, so I get invited to the Winston's Christmas party every year, and you know the last one before COVID. Um, one of the bartenders always gets everyone uh, Jameson shots, and I could taste that thing for like three fucking days. It's just, gr- <laughs> it's just gross. I don't like blended whiskey generally, though. I think single malt or nothing, and preferably a nice peaty single malt. So,
0: so you're sure uh, you're not you're sure that the bartender didn't just take all the spillage from the mat, the bartender mat, and pour it in the shot glass. <laughs> no, no, because he, he was
2: pouring for himself. He was pouring for himself. <laughs> no, he wasn't bartending that night. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Matt Greenham in brackets verified the verified and just in case we were getting confused with those um, several imposter Matt Greenham accounts says a yes. uh, close one but I don't think it's even in the top half of songs on Innuendo for me therefore dust so there we go top half I don't know you don't know half of Innuendo Randy, or the other half so only the ones we're... Yeah. I did realize though after we did that episode that's the fourth song from Innuendo that we've had I thought it was really the, I thought it was the third but it was actually the fourth yeah
0: the wheel is cruel Kevin it's a cruel wheel. That just spits out whatever it feels like.
2: Well, yeah, because we did last season, we did Innuendo and Delilah back to back. Yeah. Um, and these are the days of our lives, like two, three episodes before that. So we have three Innuendo tracks in season two. We've only got two, um, two episodes left in this season, Randy. Season three is almost wrapped. Can you believe it, wow. sir?
0: No, I cannot believe it. Seems kind of, seems rather nutty. Yeah. So our good pal here, uh, Steve at Queen Rock says, most of my life, I struggled badly with anxiety and depression. I felt like a nobody who had failed more than do right. I wasn't happy with who I was. This song comforted me until I was ready to take better care of myself and reminds me it'll be okay. Champion for this reason alone. And hey, is not a great sentiment. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But good for you. And, and, you know, I mean, it's not just the power of music, right?
2: Absolutely. And did, did, did check in with Steve and he says that he's in a much better place these days. So that's, that's really good to hear too, right? You, know, you never like to hear someone struggling um, with mental health? So all power to you, Steve.
0: Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for, uh, uh, for bringing that up. That's great.
2: A displaced Irishman, Ian Winnick, uh, says This tender ballad is one of my favourites on innuendo It's not quite the punch in the heart that the show must go on is, but Freddie's gorgeous vocal delivery and the line, is this the life for me, when he knows his days are numbered, he gets me every time, a champion every time Right.
0: Yes. So again, that's that
2: sentimental thing, right, where a lot of these songs do sort of hit Queenies in the feels, because yeah, I don't know, I think it was called all Queenies then, that's a bit of a Is that a thing? I don't know
0: Yeah, I think, I think Queenies is uh, quite uh, adequate Dieter at My Chameleon Days says, I have to admit that I overlooked the song for years until the guys from Recover- Recovering Queen did a cover version of it a couple of weeks ago. It's a champion, mostly because of Freddie's outstanding performance. And uh, yes, it is an outstanding performance indeed.
2: Owen Ling says, it's a scintillatingly produced vignette detailing the fragments of a broken mind. It's a champion. Very not very uh, eloquently put, eh? Absolutely. we got we got people on our on our Twitter feed who are much more eloquent than we.
0: Uh Yeah, well, in my case, it doesn't take much. Uh, Lisa Malloy says, After Innuendo and The Show Must Go On, Don't Try So Hard is my third favorite song off of an excellent album. Freddie's vocals are mesmerizing. It's an ailing voice, but it's just mesmerizing. Stone cold champion. Thanks, Lisa.
2: Well, we commented on that, I think, as we would listen to the song too, where you can hear in the chorus where his his voice doesn't really have quite that same same knockout punch that it used to have, but... It's still he still hits and the false falsetto he, he sings uh during that song is, is pretty damn cool yeah um yeah jace from queen rocks australia and jace we are working i've, I've been talking to randy offline before and i'm going to reach out again because we want to get you on sooner rather than later so just just hang in there we, i will get you on this podcast um he says a nice blend of queen's classic 70s sound and 80s synth sound if only they use this approach for more of their latter-day material I think Freddie's overreaching a touch in the chorus, but you can't fault him for it. It's an outstanding vocal overall, a beautiful song, champion. I should ask him when he's on. We'll maybe ask him about some of those later era songs about, you know, whether whether they do, you know, some of the album tracks off Innuendo and the Miracle and that kind of stuff. It's kind of an interesting, an interesting conversation to have. Absolutely,
0: Alice's dad. Uh, not my favorite song off this album, but still a champion for me. Freddie's vocals are stunning. Knowing how ill he actually was at the time, and that he even managed to sing it astonishes me uh yeah isn't that the truth hey still to deliver that type of performance and and be you know very sick
2: so a couple of uh, dissenting opinions coming up here Randy maybe maybe even more than a couple um mm. our dutch friend ben says if this song had only had a piano arrangement i might have been able to appreciate it but now it's dust sorry so that gets into yeah a song isn't just about the chords and the lyrics and the melody it's about sometimes how you put all the bits together right so
0: yeah absolutely
2: That's why you don't Uh, have, you don't see too many trombone solos in, um, you know, an anthrax song. It just wouldn't fit. No, no,
0: no. That's a good point too, Kev.
2: I do want to hear trombone shorty do a solo in an anthrax song now.
0: Yeah. Well, if there's anybody qualified to do, it'd be him. (laughs) Uh, Jim C. Curtis Sparkle says, I don't think I'd ever heard it before. It's all right. Not special. It's not shit. It's not great. This is the prototypical third option. Uh, and most likely, you will never listen to it again. <laughs> so, by that rationale, dumper bound. So, yeah, there you go.
2: Alex Small concurs. There's Dusty Bin, the one day you'll be a sergeant major, verse has some cringe lines. Reminds me too much of power rock ballads uh, 88 to 91. So, I think he's lumping him in with uh, your old Bon Jovi and Def Leppards there. Uh, some good mm-hmm. bits, intro, Brian Solo, but for me, it's a skip. It's funny. It was funny the because that's one of the <laughs> that's one of the verses that I kind of pointed at. I said I really like that one. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe it's just the ex military thing, but that really resonated with me. So, you know, what, Alex, yeah. that's fine. That's fine. We'll let you have it. Don't worry.
0: Thanks for your service, Kevin. Uh, Paul Bradbury said it's a champion, but only just. I don't put it on often, but it's one of the innuendos better songs. And I think the song's message, sometimes things go wrong, but don't worry too much about it, is a worthy one. There you go. Thanks, Paul.
2: Absolutely. And then Pank says, the middle section could be taken from any of their halcyon periods. He's so powerful, even if some of the lyrics are a tad ropey. Champion on balance. So we're not getting, I mean, we are getting a few people saying it's like just, you know, someone said it's their second favorite song. There's some strong, but I think for most people, it's, I think I'm round about, round about the average. And I think both of us may be round around, There's enough there that we like it, but it's not something that's going to probably make too many of our playlists, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough, too. Steve Ursell says, Champion, yet another uniquely Queen song, moves in surprising directions, and like all of Innuendo, it is impossible to remove from the poignancy of Freddie being close to the end. And uh, yes, there you go, that's true.
2: Rob Patton says, I love Freddie's vocal on this track. You can tell that he's reached a point where he knows his time is short and he wants to just enjoy the time that's left without having to try so hard, in, in quotes. Another perfectly crafted solo from Brian, serving the track as only he knows how.
0: Uh, Keith Austin, possibly first-time commenter? I think
2: Um, we had him last week, I think. Uh, I'll have to go back and look.
0: Fair enough. Uh, A definite top half Queen track for me. Verdi's vocals are amazing. Average lyrics for Queen, that is, Uh, though I would have been proud to have written them. So Mm -hmm. there you go. Yeah, we got another uh,
2: pro vote. Well, that's (laughs) that's always the thing too, right? You know, he's like, oh, that, that song, this song's not quite as strong as that one, but I'd take the royalties from it. Any day of the week.
0: Oh, (laughs) heavens to Betsy. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'd I'd have have been happy to write the stinkerest Queen song and have it on my resume. (laughs) The stinkiest of them all.
2: Well, I'm not going to say what that is, but I'll tell you when we get to it. (laughs) (laughs) And it's not off the miracle. It's off a kind of magic, in my opinion. Anyways, uh, Simone de Beauvoir says, "Uh, of course, champion. Walking home in the dark from dinner, headphones on, all I could say was, oh, Freddie, oh, Freddie, as tears streamed down my face. Phrase, as tears streamed down my face. A life philosophy to us, brackets to me, as he weakens and confronts his end. And then our prime jive funster says, Champion, I was 13 in 91 and had been a Queen fan for two years. One of my clearest memories is listening to this song before Christmas, and in the moment of hearing Freddie sing, Oh, what a beautiful world, I cried like a baby. He was gone, but left us this gift, the true power of song. Beauty. That's a great quote. Um, from my favorite author Terry Pratchett, and I can't remember if I brought this up on the on the pod before. Anybody in Reaper Man, he says uh, no one is finally dead until the ripples they cause in the world die away, until the clock wound up winds down, until the wine she made has finished its ferment, until the crop they planted is harvested. The span of someone's life is only the core of their actual existence, and I think we see that all the time in music. Right? People die, but their music does live on forever, and you and so they sort of live on in your in your memory. And I think that's I think that's yeah. probably what eternal life really is.
0: I think so. I think it's as close as we're going to get as humans. Anyhow, uh, Samphony from Samphony Sam. I love the Sergeant major verse, perhaps a nod to Freddie's martial look during the magic tour. <laughs> Polish all your shiny buttons dressed as lamb instead of mutton is lyrically wonderful. In my opinion, uh, picked notes at the start reminiscent to the prophet song too. Uh, yes. Hey, prophet song. The one I took so much heat over <laughs> and David A. Wilson says champ, it totes
2: emotion that.
0: So I think <laughs> what he's trying to say is it's emotional and all that. Thanks, Dave.
2: Thanks, Anthony. <laughs> Doug Seabus. Uh, lush, poignant song with a strong refrain, but it's not top 50% for me, so it bites the dust. Never been a fan of falsetto, so I was probably never going to love this one. Also, the third verse about the Sergeant Major strikes me as a bit awkward. Maybe I just don't understand it. So, yeah, that's a polarizer. That's that's one yeah, that, that doesn't... That verse is
0: taking a... Yeah, it's taking a beating. <laughs> uh, Black Pie. Champion. Just. Why didn't they work with Michael Kamen after Highlander? This would have been knockout with real strings, although the synths are better than usual. A hard listen, because Freddie's voice is thinning, but they're not phoning this one in, unlike some from this period.
2: Are you familiar? You must be familiar with Michael Kamen. He's a like he does a lot of he's a film score, right? Composer.
0: Oh yeah, no. I guess maybe I'm not. Like, I mean, I know the the, the movie Highlander is what he's referring to. I'm assuming. Yeah,
2: right? she so did that, but he of also course. did the Dead Zone. Remember the the David Cronenberg movie with um Christopher Walken, The Dead Zone. Um, maybe did... look at
0: a. I'd have to maybe look at a clip or something, but it sounds okay. familiar. Yeah.
2: Did Lethal Weapon, Die Hard, Why oh, nice. oh, Roadhouse? He did. Like he did. That. He's done some some pretty great fucking movies, actually.
0: And actually, yeah, to that point too, wouldn't that have been nice with real strings, say, Instead of. Uh, instead of cheesy synths
2: uh michael Kamen was also the orchestral conductor and arranger part, part arranger on tom Petty's wildflowers brandy an album oh. near and dear to my heart oh kevin mm. do
0: you like tom petty
2: in, in pity in pity
0: mm. like you but you're aware of him though is what i'm saying
2: I'm, I'm aware i'm aware of the man's oh. work yeah
0: oh okay good yeah. good someone should do a podcast about that <laughs> <laughs>
2: Dominic Pierce says, nice song, but certainly not in the top 50% of Queen tunes. I like Fred's high notes at the end, but it isn't enough to salvage this one. Dust, I'm afraid.
0: Uh, yeah, Nichols in a bunch of numbers. It's uh, not perfect, but they're going for it. Taking some risks and giving it their all. That's my Queen. Amazing how hard they're trying on a track about not trying so hard. Is Freddie singing to himself and he knows he's not fooling anyone? Shiny buttoned champion. Thank uh, Thanks, Nichols.
2: So over on Facebook, Owen calls us champion for the vocals in the second chorus alone. But to answer your most important question, Kevin, when your balls shrivel, they disappear up towards the end part of the inguinal 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 canal. It's part of the body's fight-or-flight response to protect the nuts from wild animals' attacks from caveman days or present times if you're an American dentist-lion killer, thus maintaining reproductive capability. Great episode, guys. Owen, and in brackets, urological surgeon. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we've, had the bo- we've had the ball question. We've um, got the ball we've question got that voluntarily sorted. answered.
0: <laughs> we got it sorted from an expert. So, uh, <laughs> yes, all you experts out there, please, please show us the way we need it. Michael Smith, champion. Unlike your sandwich selection, Kevin Brown. Oh. Don't try so hard. <laughs> it sits perfectly on the NUNDAL album. Freddy's in top form vocally, even with the frailty to his voice. Yes. Hey, thanks, Mike Smith.
2: Even though you're wrong about sandwiches. Um, Russell Watkins, champion for me. Don't try so hard is an underrated gem. Nice to hear a quality non-single track on a later Queen album, and that's that's going to be interesting too when we get into some of that stuff. Where that's you know the usually you'll get you know your, your singles and your bigger songs on any album, and then you'll get some filler. That's just just the way the albums are usually roll. But Queen's output through the seventies was so dense with great album tracks that that really was noticeable when it dropped off in the in the eighties. So it'd be good to kind of go back and look at some of that stuff when we're done, uh, when we're done, uh, the, the catalog.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and hey, Kev, I think, uh, I think Owen Cole, our urological surgeon deserves uh, the tweet of the week. What do you think?
2: Well, it's not a tweet, but I think probably, I think we should do that.
0: I think we should. Yeah. I think and I think we you should know, do that. Owen, just, just wait by your mailbox and something special is <laughs> definitely coming. But don't hold any, your any breath. Any day now. <laughs> don't hold your breath though. <laughs> there we go that's 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 great it's brilliant i (laughs) it's ridiculously brilliant thank you
2: so that's our social media done Randy it done and dusted time therefore to ask you what on earth would you like to listen to tonight Mr Woods
0: uh well today Kevin I want to hear something uh from Hot Space
2: you going back to Hot Space eh
0: I, well I mean I want it
2: I need it okay well then you know what I'll do is I'll double down on Hot Space for you Randy and I'll pick a song from Hot Space Please. so I would like to listen to and I don't know if you necessarily remember it very well uh, but las palabras de amor in brackets the words of love will be very good to listen to today, and you know what that means, don't you? No, that we're not getting hot space.
0: Mm-hmm. I think we pretty much solidified
2: it. Yep. All right, so two hot space. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I'm gonna, I'm going for hot space. That's what I'm manifesting. That's the song that I'm to listen to is las palabras de amor. But I'm gonna say that the that the wheel's gonna give us something from jazz. So, so now
0: you're kind of getting two guesses.
2: Oh no, one's a guess and one's well, no, one's a, one's a request and one's a guess. The two <laughs> different things, Randy. They're totally different things.
0: You're right. You're right.
2: However, I do get to crow if either of them come up. So. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let's
2: see where this thing spins around. Wouldn't it be amazing if we actually got hot space once? We actually called our so. Oh, you know what? Extremely unlikely. You cannot be. You got to be kidding me. Well, you know what. <laughs> For the first time um, since we started this podcast, I mean, you know, I mean, Corey, Corey Morrisell will say this is not a true manifestation because you didn't call the song, but you did call the album. If we are getting Hot Space. What song from Hot Space are we getting? Staying Power from Hot Space. You familiar with it?
0: Uh, I got to say that I don't think I am. Not, nope, not from the title, anyhow.
2: Okay, well, this will be. It's going to be a good song to talk about.
0: Excellent. Well, let's do our uh, let's do our lucky lose.
2: And now a word from this week's sponsor. Friends, I got an important announcement to make. Whether you're straight, Christian, white, middle class, or middle-aged, remember that Jesus loves you. It doesn't matter whether you're a wealthy corporate donor, a politician, or a Russian oligarch. You got Christ on your side. And friends, remember that God loves the straight people. He loves the white people, and he loves the rich people. But also remember that they rock and roll, well, heck, that there's the devil's music. So why don't y'all come back over to good old-fashioned entertainers with family values like Ted Nugent, Roseanne Barr, and and Toby Keith. All y'all try your best to be straight, white, and rich, and I'll see you in heaven just as soon as we all get there. Go to www.itsastraightwhiteworld.com.
0: All right. So this one is uh, written by Mr. Frederick uh, Mercury, four minutes, 10 seconds, or possibly 11, depending on what uh, material you're going to read. I guess what I found the most interesting thing about this, but let me get this out of the way here first, recorded at Musicland Studios in Munich, uh, June to December of 81. Uh, What I found cool about this is that uh, John Deacon played the rhythm guitar and not the Mm -hmm. bass. So yeah, that's that's kind of cool. And apparently even during the live performances, that's the way uh, that's the way it went. And yeah, I mean, I, as I had just said to Kevin, I'm assuming this uh, this song, maybe in particular, pissed off a lot of people.
2: Well, especially because it was the lead track. It's the first song yeah. on the album. And of course, you could rush out and buy the new Queen album, and this is the first thing you hear. It's a bit, yeah, it's a bit jarring, man. Like it's, you know, when you're so under pressure, it's been released as a single, but that's Queen and Bowie, and that's got rock roots, and it that feels very Queenie, and it's just a great song. Yeah. But then they released body language, which that would have been the first sort of hint for Queen fans that you know things are changing. All, all things are not, not things are not well in the state of Denmark. You know, there, there's mm-hmm. some, something is afoot in the state of Denmark, or whatever fucking saying is. Um so yeah, I mean you and you throw it on and stay in power. This is the first thing that you, it, it's definitely it takes an adjustment. I mean, those of us of a certain vintage who were huge Queen fans before this album came out, it was it was a tough one, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: No no Dickey. Um, no, just, just on rhythm, um, yeah, and he, and that's the the kind of comments in the, in one of the books here. That you know a lot of that was going on back then, where the OBX and different keyboards coming in, there's the different sense at that, that low end. You could get a decent bass out of it, but it it still doesn't it doesn't sound like a bass guitar, you know. And the real sort of the real funk and disco bands were still using real instruments. I mean, the you know. The good, the good sort of bands at that doing that—they were all using real instruments. They, they would lean into electronics sometimes, but they still had a full rig when they were when they were playing them live, right?
0: That's uh, that's the other interesting thing too. Is now uh, nowadays we're so accustomed to synth bass and and Lind drums yeah. or, or or whatever. In this case, it looks like they used the Roland Jupiter Eight. We're so we're so accustomed to to synth bass lines, we don't even think anything of it. But yeah, you're right. Any proper funk band, especially back in that day, would have had a, a bass player covering those
2: lines. Slapping the bass, doing the doing the neck bob, you know, they're getting they're getting the groove going, buddy. Slapping the bass. Sir. All right, so shall we, we, we? Let's listen to it, Randy, because I don't think you've heard this. Sorry, maybe haven't heard it in a million years. So let's give it a belt. Yeah. <laughs> See what I mean? That's the first the needle drops on side one. That's the first thing you hear. Doesn't sound mm-hmm. anything like Queen.
0: Nope. It doesn't. I guess in retrospect now it does, but I'm sure at the time at the time it didn't. <laughs> no.
2: Pretty funky though. Eh? Like it's got a it does have a good groove to it. Like it's got this song, does sort of the bass line's got a good movement to it.
0: Yep. I'm 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 liking the brass section there.
2: Well, no, yeah, we were looking at that. So that is a reef. What's his name here? A reef marden. Mardine. Um Famous for his work with Aretha Franklin, I am sure, among others. Um, there's a neat thing. It says that um, Peter Freestone, who was Freddie's personal assistant, says that he remembers the production of the trumpet tracks. One night I was told that the following morning I was booked on the 11 o'clock flight to New York to take a slave master tape of staying power to Aretha Martin in the Atlantic building. I gave Aretha tape about 6 p.m. He worked overnight so that he could record the brass arrangement he had written in order that I should be able to leave the morning after to return it for further work by the band in Europe. So that's pretty cool, eh? very cool it's funny how much that happens too with, with that kind of stuff right where you are getting a, a brass section or a horn section or you're you need some specific thing for a song quite often the musicians that you know the songwriter won't even see the guy who ends up playing it just gets just gets whisked off to a different part of the world and they play it and just, it just comes back
0: yeah just send it to tower of power and they'll send it back
2: <laughs> and now we have zoom so now we can coordinate over zoom and musicians can collaborate the world over at the touch of a button
0: yeah but we don't
1: a hell of a lot. Yeah. Tell me what you feel. Is it real? Is it real? You know I got what it takes, and I can take a lot. Did you hear the last call, baby? You, that stay yeah, yeah. you and me got in power. Yeah. You
2: There's something about it though, that bass, that when you listen to it now, it does feel a little bit thin. Like it doesn't have a lot of real thump at the bottom end, right? I'm sure like modern producers would definitely beef that up, right? They'd sort of put some low end frequency in that to, to kick it up a notch.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does sound a bit thin, but you know, it really does sound of its era. Yeah. You know, recorded in 81, released in whatever, I said 83. 82, yeah. That's, that's or 82, sorry. Uh, that's what that stuff sounded like back then. Absolutely. I think, I think I've said this before. They, they weren't, they weren't concerned about, uh, lower frequencies. Like, like, yeah. just weren't speakers. Weren't really capable of reproducing them as, as well as they are
2: now. So is that what mainly drove it then? It was just, there was, you could, you could do it in the studio. There's just there was no bloody point because no one would hear it anyway. Was that what the issue was?
0: There was just no, there's just no need to. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I guess maybe by the eighties things might've been changing, but uh, certainly before that it was absolutely not a consideration.
2: Yeah. And now everything is, I find quite a lot of the time, things are bass saturated where it's like, you don't, man, you don't need quite that much bass. You know, one thing, and I'll say this, I don't know if our listeners do this too. I always used to fuck around with the EQ all the time and everything. And I remember you saying to me once, no, keep everything in the fucking middle. The producers mixed everything so that you've got, they'll just leave everything, you leave everything in the middle and then you'll get what the producer meant for you to hear.
0: That's <laughs> absolutely, yes, the point. And then plus there's also uh, uh, modern EQs in, especially in cars, and like they're, they're doing other things besides just, uh, pulling frequencies up and down yeah a little uh, i forget the the term there's a term that you know gives it this enhancement it's it's not it's not how the music's meant to be listened to it's absolutely yeah uh, keep your eq flat i want
1: when we gonna make it i wonder when we gonna shake it rock me baby rock me You can shock me, let's get on to the groove. Make it move, make it move. You know how to shake that thing. Work it, work it, work it. You and I can play ball, baby.
2: Interlude is not part of the episode. Kev just realised during the edit that the song had played for a wee bit too long, and was worried about fair use and having the episode taken down. So, you're listening to this nonsense. But that's enough for now. Back to the song. I think of those songs i know mr woods likes the horn section
0: well i do yeah and it's it, it, and it's a it's a really cool riff you know that's yeah. happening there it, it is you know i'm just trying to i'm just trying to imagine myself and and listening to you know having having been a big fan and listening to everything <laughs> queen did and then listen to this and yeah. i
2: can certainly see why people are going what the
0: fuck are you guys doing yeah but but yeah yeah
2: But it's coming, and I think too, the thing is, it's coming off the back of the game, which was already a step removed in in a lot of ways, sonically, from what they'd done on Jazz and News of the World before that, where they were still very much rock and roll back then. You know, there's a few Mm. little bits and pieces that came in, but this one, it was just so hard, right turn. Yeah. Everything about it, sonically, melodically, rhythmically, it's just there's no, there's, it's almost like there's nothing you can, there's no sort of queen core you can find to latch on to just to sort of get you through the first, you know, two minutes or so of this song. It's like, well, I just don't know what to do with this.
0: Yeah. I, I will say Brian's got some nice little, Yeah, he has some nice little guitar uh, rhythm sections in there, but that, I thought that was, I thought that was cool, you know? Tasty, tasty. Yeah. to say it's interesting how little instrumentation is happening for yeah. a, a large part of it. There's just that bass the lindrum and in some sections that, that's it Freddie, Freddie yeah. singing a couple of those you know even those couple of those odd you know horn stabs which in the previous verse I don't even know if that was there so yeah really inter- interesting production uh, very for uh, you know I, I think the write up said it was a, a disco song but to me it's not a disco song at all it's trying to be a funk song
2: yeah, 100% yeah uh, yeah, because it's not it's not four on the floor, really, no, right? There's no, no, and it's got that, and...
0: yeah, it's got that big riff in the middle, which is just like it's just the hallmark of a of a funk song For sure. uh, to do. But yeah, uh, minimalized production, absolutely.
2: Yeah, and lyrically, I mean fairly yeah. un- fairly unambiguous <laughs> yeah. <it's>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's sort of not really much going on in in terms of lyrics.
2: No, and I was reading too, in the in the, the complete works. it says you know, the original title was "Fucking Power." You know? yeah, so I mean that's you know, but, it said, considering Freddie's other songs at the time because it's the body language and they're really sexual, it's definitely sort of yeah. peak, you know, hedonistic, Freddie, I think, right i don't
0: I don't believe we've got there yet, but I will just read this out for our listeners here. just you know, the lyrics are, I wonder where we're going to stick it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I wonder when we're going to trick it. Whatever blow, baby, word blow. Words, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Blow, baby,
2: blow. <laughs> hmm. What are you
0: talking about, Fred? Oh, know, you, sure know getting... like
2: I, you know what's funny? It's like, you know, my my favorite podcast to listen to is And The Podcast Will Rock, the, the Van Halen show. And one mm-hmm. of the things they talk about there a lot is, you know, David Lee Roth, as a, as a lyricist, had a very specific thing that he did, and he wrote very articulately about his penis. Yeah. And found many different ways of writing about it, but he always found it, managed to find some sort of funny take or angle on it it was never this explicit it was never yeah. this you know direct. Just,
0: this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not <laughs> he's not even trying to hide it no. he's not even trying to be funny about it
1: <laughs> just, just uh, imagine
2: coming in with the, the original lyrics and, and brian taking it like, you can't sing that freddie no you, you can't yeah. put that on an album you're gonna have to change that <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh
2: fuck, that's great
0: yeah i still even imagine he walking in Hey, hey, so guys, yeah, <laughs> wrote a song about my dick. It was like this: <laughs>
2: two, three, four. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine he's like you know playing it on the on the piano or something? Though, if you figured, yeah. out, like, uh, what's it called? A "Lick my love pump." No, <laughs> "lick my love pump."
0: Yeah, A minor, the saddest of keys.
1: <laughs> you and me, we got power.
2: I do like that bit, the power, 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 power. Just I don't know that's yeah. common response between the vocal and the and the the brass. That works for me. I like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's good. That's a nice section.
0: Yeah, and it's and it's something uh, a little
2: bit different too, right?
0: Yeah, really, really great trumpet playing too. By the way, it's those high notes aren't aren't
2: easy. Now, yeah, we're getting to, we're getting to your lyric here, Andy. So let's get through our um this very, you know, very subtly the the deft mm. lyrical uh, penmanship which Freddie shows in this verse mm. will soon reveal itself.
0: That's right. That's right. <laughs> when we're gonna
1: sink it I wonder when we're gonna trick it. Blow, baby, blow. Let's get down and go go. Get yourself in the mood, got to give a little bit of attitude. Baby, don't you crash? That's just trash, trash, trash. Should you be the last call, baby, you'd be Oh, I like it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Love that. Is that a sax doubling the bass line at the end of it too? Eh? Hey? Uh,
0: I I didn't thought I blah, blah, blah. I didn't think I had heard a sax, but let's this is running. I'll in, roll it. Okay.
2: Back. I'll roll it back a little bit for you. just yeah. quick Listen, it's, well, it's it's definitely a low end brass instrument. I think.
0: Yeah, that's that's a sax or a or a, a fake sax, anyhow. But it sounds yeah. like it might be a real berry.
2: Yeah, it's actually, yeah, that's what I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I was going to say Barry, but I thought, well, don't overplay your hand, Kev. You know, you're you're that's taking right, a punt Kev. on sax anyway. But... <laughs>
0: that's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Mind your space, Brown. <laughs> Get back in your fucking lane. <laughs> so there, that's uh, that's staying power. Um, I think, you know, we'll do what we usually make. I'll roll this right back to the beginning. We'll give it yep. a listen through. We'll make some notes on anything we want to talk about, and then we'll come then we'll, back and do that.
0: We'll vote then.
2: Not that much to listen to again, because it is a pretty repetitive... There's a couple of questions yeah. in there in a couple of seconds. a we
0: Well, there you go, Kevin.
2: There's a big end. A big, big full stop.
0: A big big full end they didn't they had they, they came up with an ending at least
2: <laughs> yeah there you go that same power so should we um do the old votey votey
0: i think we should vote whose turn is it to go first
2: as you've just thrown that question over to me i'm just gonna i'm just gonna ask you outright randy i know you love a bit of funk i know you love a bit of horn section i know you're yeah, a lesser right. verse than me sometimes to some of the synthy type things so for you is this one of the champions as weird and strange a queen song as it is or does it bite the dust
0: well kevin what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna reverse that question and mm-hmm. i'm gonna put it right back on you what do you think about
2: staying power you know i don't listen to hot space a ton anymore because it's not my favorite queen album with a bit of time and space away from this and not listening to the song for a while i will say
1: and another one got
2: Let's call Ropador if you like it. Yeah, very <laughs> impressive.
0: You know, if if you want here, I'll go first. All right, mean, so I, I'll say this. So, uh, you know, because we do have this ridiculous format where we've got it aside, uh, uh, and there is no, there is no, you know, middle ground. That there again, this doesn't fall under the under the under the under one of the songs by them that I would say that I just despise because I don't despise it. Mm-hmm. But uh, okay, so I've said that. But what I will say is, I like I don't think it's great either. So, uh, I I think. I think if you're wanting to listen to funk that this, this would, this would be like a gateway drug to some funk, some real yeah. funk. Uh, Cause it's just, it's just not really up to scratch in my, in, in my opinion, and in, in terms of being a funk song because they weren't really a, a funk band at the, at the end of the day. So yeah, the, you know, things I like, I thought there's some really cool rhythm guitar things there. Uh, uh, and Kevin and I, we had, we had both sort of mentioned, uh, I think the bridge is, is the best, the best part of the song. Uh, it's the cool. It's the most interesting. It takes us somewhere, yeah. you know. Beyond that, it's pretty repetitive. Uh, now I understand that it was the the time in which this song was written and whatnot, and that's why they've used the the fake bass and in the in the fake drums. But I would argue that it would be a lot better with real drums and real bass. Mm-hmm. Would it have saved the song? I don't know because I think ultimately at the heart of my problem with this is that I just don't find it to be a super interesting. Or, 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 just a good song on its own. Yeah, I, I'm not, you know, I mean, I, I've just listened to it twice now, and I'm, I'm not really singing, Bang Power in my head, uh, if for, for whatever the fuck that means. But you know what? <laughs> I do wonder where they're gonna stick it.
2: <laughs> I think one can guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think one can guess, and that's what I would know, Like my, I, my notes too. It, it it's just the sections, there's parts of it. Like, like I said, that bridge, it, that bridge is fantastic. And if you had that, if that was sort of a big a big sonic break where that's where you had just the drums and the bass and the horns, where it dropped everything else out just so those horns could really shine like that, I think that would be super cool. But because the rest of it's thin, it doesn't really have quite the same impact. So I was going to ask you, Andy, because one of the things I noticed listening to it through again is there's really no counterpoint anywhere in this song. Everything's really just playing the melody. It's playing the bass, the lead, the, everything's playing the same line. Which yeah. you don't get any movement in between the, you know what I mean? Like it just, it's, nope. okay, well, yeah, you've done that now. I know what that is. I just do something else. That makes yeah, sense. Well, and,
0: yeah. I mean, that is sort of a, a hallmark of, of a funk tune, okay. but yeah, they will give you, they will give you other stuff to listen to it sometimes yeah. too. And, and this doesn't, and it's a bit, it's a bit uh, relentless, you
1: know?
2: Yeah. It's funny. Like it's only four minutes, you know, 11 or whatever, but it, it feels long.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it feels longer than some of the longer songs that we've listened to because, yeah, you just, it's like, okay, well, oh, we're going back to that again. S- second yeah. verse, same as the first. Yeah. I don't know. Now, I do like Freddie's vocal because, again, and again, I think that was another jarring thing because he sings this very differently to anything else mm-hmm. he'd really done before because he's really clipping his vocal and it's very staccato and he's really sort of aggressive in the way he's punching those syllables out. Um, but I just, it doesn't, again, it does no, the harmonies are a bit, okay they're not queen harmonies. It's Freddie harmonies, right? It's basically like a Freddie solo track. You know, you could mm-hmm. see this turning up on Mr. Bad Guy four years later, three, four years later, whatever it was. Um, yeah. because it's got that, it's got that vibe to it. It's got a dance, which again, I mean, you know, I don't listen to dance music, Randy, particularly. Right. So if this is on an, if, you, if you're, this comes on in a club and you're just dancing, I'm sure it's fucking great. I'm sure, people will just absolutely dug the hell out of it.
0: And yeah, from, from some of the reading we did too, that does sound like what Freddie's goal was for this was to be a, a club, a club tune. Yeah. Dance hit.
2: So, Randy, you know, we're going to put this up on Twitter and we're going to ask people to vote on this as well. We've both given our opinion on this and we've both sort of, you know, we've both downvoted this one um, with some some caveats and some explanation. What do you think people are going to say about this one? What do you, how do you think the vote's going to go?
0: This is what I'm going to say, Kev. I'm going to say, I'm going to split it right down the middle and I'm going to go 50 and 50 because, I'm, you know, there's still a lot of people that are going to love
2: this song. I
0: mean, I know it. Uh, and there's going to be, I think there's going to be a, an equal amount that that don't. So there you go. That's what I say. 50/50. What about you?
2: I'm going to say 55-45. So I think roughly the same. I think there's enough people who defend Hot Space artistically, which I do too. I mean, mm-hmm. even if I had that, you and know, I have had that conversation. Even, even if I don't love this album, even if I don't love Foo Fighters, you know, second last album, I still like the fact that an artist wants to grow and challenge themselves and incorporate new sounds and all this. I understand all that. I dig yeah. all that. So what I love about these bands. This just doesn't work for me. So,
0: Yeah, fair enough.
2: So I just wanted to play something real quick here, Randy. So our um, the the guys over at um, the Lap of the Pods, mm-hmm. um, Joe, one of the guys on that show, is in a very very heavy sort of thrashy deathy medley kind of band called uh, Man Must Die. Um, I think I played one of you one of their songs to you a little while back, but he covered he covered this song. Mm. Um, so I'm just going to play you a little bit of it and see what you think. Sloppy hats, a bit of guitar. Yeah, yeah, it's got some balls to it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> some some power chords in there. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Sweet. So I just thought I just thought that was cool to take a song, you know, you know, because you could cover for, for a rock band to cover a Queen song. This isn't the one you think they would go for, you know. No, Even in that style, that heavy style. You do Time of the Down, or you do you know something that's got, already got a bit of grit to it. So to go back and sort of breathe a bit of life into this song, I thought it was that's well done, man. Yeah, very
0: cool. Yeah, it sounded great.
2: Okay. And I know the one of the things we lo- always look at or tend to look at, Randy, is is the live version. That's what we've been talking about You know, fairly often. And that comes up quite a lot on social media. So they did play this, according to Setlist.fm, at least they played it 46 times. So on the Hot Space tour, 34 times. And then in on the Works tour, 12 times. So let's just have a quick listen to a little bit of this at Milton Keynes. Sure.
1: Now, most of you know that we got a, some new sounds out. Last weekend uh... Well, what it's worth, um, we're gonna do a few songs in the, uh, funk black category, whatever you call it. Man. That doesn't mean we've lost our rock and roll feel, okay? I mean... <laughs> I mean, it's only a bloody record. People get so excited about these things, I mean, uh... <laughs> Love that. We just wanna try a few sounds. This is, uh, staying power.
2: That's almost um, Immigrant Song he's playing there. Totally. eh? Yeah. Wow,
0: way faster, eh?
1: Yeah.
2: With the red special in there as well. Yeah, and there's something though about you just you necessarily lose attitude when something's on a record right versus in a live performance you don't get the same yep. energy yep. from it and yeah it's faster brian's guitar makes it heavier rod the way roger's dumping the drums it sounds so much fucking better yeah
0: and uh you know i guess maybe actually was when i was talking earlier i was crediting uh some of the guitar playing or all the guitar playing to brian but of course uh that's Deacon playing a lot yeah. of that rhythm stuff, and, and and here he is playing it here. Yeah, uh, it sounds really tasty, and you got somebody else on the bass. Yeah, and they've made it more of a uh, more of a, a rock thing, more like what they would have done if they'd have just thought about it and played it a few times. And... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. realize it doesn't work that way, but uh, yeah, uh, much better, much better, in my by my estimation.
2: Yeah, it'd be a fun song to see live. This one, you know, you yeah. to, and I love Freddie's intro to this, though, right? It's only a bloody yeah. record.
0: <laughs> well, and isn't and isn't he right? It's of course, a, yeah. But yeah. yet here we are talking about it. How many are years we, later, Kev?
2: I mean, we had the same conversation when two <laughs> albums ago for Foo Fighters, when I was complaining and whinging and moaning about I didn't like the production on that record, right? Like, yeah, hmm, the production's fine to me, Kev. Like, It's just a preference thing, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
2: It's not a song that I listen to a lot. It's not on any of my playlists. I do love it when it comes on if I'm watching the Milton Keynes show. Because mm-hmm. like I said, it's a good sort of palate cleanser and Freddie's intro is just, I don't know, I think that's just so cool. That's a, that's Freddie's fuck you, right? There's your attitude right there. You know? Yeah. We're going we're to play these songs because we like them and just shut up. If you don't like them, just keep it to yourself, you know?
0: That's right. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, he was right because, like I said, we're still talking about it.
2: Yeah. On a podcast. Going out to millions across the globe. Yeah Yes, potentially right. <laughs> potentially billions really randy when you think about it you know it's really yeah. a potential audience of billions that
0: way, yeah yeah and uh and that's the way i think about it too
2: we're not uh we're not cracking the um india pakistan axis though that's that's the one worry that i have for our, for our podcast is that we're not hitting that market it's a big market yes you know so if i go to oh, let's, let's go and have a quick look here how we're we doing in the uh i bet we're not even registering let's have a look
0: uh you're born a rambling man kev
2: was born a rambling who's that is that
0: um trying to make a living and best doing the best he can is it skinnerd rambling man
2: no Allman brothers isn't it yeah Allman brothers. yeah Allman Brothers. brothers <laughs> skinner of course it's not skinnerd well there's a band if we ever decide to do a few non-queen songs here and there I'd love to do Jessica mm-hmm. by the Allman Brothers band. Yeah. Or even Little Martha. Something instrumental will be kind of fun to do by those guys. Yeah. But Absolutely. before that, we've got to get through the rest of the fucking Queen catalogue, don't we?
0: We're going to be a while at that, Kev.
2: We're what? going to be a while at that. You're telling me <laughs> you're talking to your wife. Oh, that's going to take us about, you know, three and a half years. You're just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what the
0: fuck have I gotten myself into here?
2: Well, I mean, that's like I said, next next week. It's the end of season three already. We kiss goodbye to season three and we open our arms to embrace season four. Madness. Are you ready to embrace?
0: I'm ready to embrace.
2: You're ready to go to bed.
0: (laughs) My arm's wide
1: open.
2: (laughs) Now you've reminded me of that bloody awful, was that Creed? Arms wide open? I think it might be Creed, yeah. You've made me me remember horrible music now, Randy. There's no need for that. We were having such a good time.
0: (laughs) You love Creed. You love them like you love Nickelback. and I
2: blame Creed for Nickelback and everything that followed. They were the first one who did that awful fucking... Uh, Yes, that. (laughs) (laughs) Like a pregnant fucking albatross or something. (laughs) Stop it. Stop it now and never do it again.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm not exactly sure who came first,
2: but... uh, Well, Creed definitely came first. They were like, definitely they were the big sort of... You know, there's Default, you know, Default, Creed, Puddle of Mud, Theory of a Dead Man. But Creed were the first one who really hit it big on the charts. And I think that's when the producers said, Oh, we should make everyone sound like that. That'll be good. That'll yeah, be good think, for music.
0: I think uh, Chad Kroger, didn't he not produce Default?
2: I believe that's right, yeah, because they're also yeah. a Canadian band, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't oh, yeah, so just one, John, to yeah,
0: to, yeah, to all of the, anybody that's listening here, on behalf of Canada, I would like <laughs> to apologize for Nickelback. <laughs> Justin Bieber.
2: Avril Lavigne. And...
0: Yeah, I guess Avril. Yeah, Avril too, you know.
2: Well, I remember so when, maybe, when those...
0: Maybe some Celine Dion songs, but uh, I kind of like Celine. Uh, well, she can
2: fuck off as well. No, I remember when um, Avril Lavigne and, and when Chad Krogan and Avril Lavigne got together, I'm like, oh God, yeah. please, just as long as they don't do a ballad together, we'll be okay. Yeah. And then of course they did. And of course it was just one of the most despicable utterances ever made by humankind.
0: It's like ketchup marrying mustard. Hey, it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> what the fuck's gonna happen now?
2: It's more like a horse admiring a small girl. <laughs> That's what Kroger looks like to me. He's got a fucking nosebag <laughs> on that man.
0: <laughs> uh, what man. kind of offspring are they gonna have?
2: <laughs> like centaurs or something? I don't know. They're gonna be half horse and half human. It's gonna be ugly. I don't uh, they're not together anymore, are they? I don't think so. Not that I keep up with the uh, with the old goss, but, you know. All right, well, you know what, Randy? I think that's more than enough of that for tonight. I should let you go to bed and get ready for your um, horrifically early day. Yes. And uh, I, uh,
0: I'm going to tackle it with a positive attitude, Kevin.
2: Positive mental attitude, mate. PMA. Who was that? That's an old punk man, didn't it? used to talk about PMA. Was that the bad brains or something?
0: <laughs> you got me. All right. Until next week. I did you.
2: Good night. (laughs) That's a deep cut for any listeners who listen to uh, a certain uh, comedy duke out of the UK. Okay, good night, folks.
0: I wish more things had staying power like Queen does. Is that possible? And if it did have said staying power, I wonder where they're going to stick it. If I was to title this episode, I'd call it Freddy Does Funk, or more accurately, Freddy does a funk-like tune. We'd sure like to know what you have to say about Queen. So uh, you can find us on Facebook at Seaside Pod Review and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. And if you get some time, why not check out the Deep Dive Podcast Network. They got a lot of cool stuff there. And uh, we will be back with you next week to chat about this excellent band.
1: I'm just a musical prostitute, my dear.